0: Welcome to Being Joy, the new name of this podcast. Uh, I hope you like it. If you don't, please tell me, but I've changed it from Joyfulness Broadcast um, to Stay Congruent and Consistent with the new Facebook group I'm building um, called Being Joy. Which is, of course, all about understanding what joy is, and very crucially, what it isn't, so that we can be that quality. And that is all. And today, something has come up recently that I'd like to talk about, which is a misunderstanding about joy. Very big misunderstanding very big big, big big one. Now this misunderstanding is that to to be joyous, to be joy is some sort of fantasy, woo-woo thing. you know you can't be happy all the time. those people aren't facing reality. They're not uh, accepting things as they are. They're living in their own world. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. The living in their own world thing. We might come back to that. But let's start off with a very crucial one. The acceptance part and the... What I heard, moving around difficulties. Is the way I heard it. Um, now, joy is only possible through acceptance. It's very simple. It's the only way it's possible... Joy... I don't know what kind of joy um, these people speak about (laughs) but it's not the joy that I live in Um, and it's not it's not true sustained beautiful joy as a state of being as that which you are that which you have become Um, it's something else a concept an idea because joy really embraces everything as it is, and allows everything to be as it is, and that's the starting point. And so, okay, let's say we take something right now that's disturbing us, and we look at that. Now, are we saying, I'm gonna make myself joyous about this? That's not the approach at all. Joy is not something that can be forced, it is not something to make yourself it's just something that happens spontaneously when you welcome and allow a feeling or a thought to be there as it is, to let go of judging it, to let go of making it wrong, calling it names, to just allow it, welcome it, in whatever form that takes, at whatever rate it takes. If you start sooner or later, you will finish. And everything will be accepted as it is. And from that springs forth joy. It is the joy of being untouched by anything. Undisturbed peace. Undisturbed serenity. Maybe is a better word. At least for now. Undisturbed serenity or tranquility. An undisturbed joy. An overall state. That arises in, in acceptance, not by going around, not by making yourself joyous. The truth is, you can't make yourself joyous if you aren't. You can't make yourself happy if you aren't. You're already the happiest or joyous, the most joyous that you can be. Otherwise, you'd be more. <laughs> but there isn't a better or a less uh, or a worse. It's not a misunderstanding. There's not you're not joyous you're worse than if you are very joyous. No, in these podcasts I simply intend to share what I know leads to joy in having been graced with it. And I hope that you can get a piece of the pie, so to speak. Get a taste of the pie. That's better. Taste of it. Just a taste of this beautiful joy in your life. And maybe then be sustained in it or maybe not but that's not something that i know you can control and it's not something that we should try to we can if we want to to make ourselves a certain way but it's just really exhausting to try to make ourselves a so- certain way why not just accept whatever is to just let it be and if joy is the result of that then great if something else is the result of that Then great, you know, Mother Teresa, from my understanding, Mother Teresa did not live in ecstatic joy. She had it for many, many years, from my understanding, quite a dark night of the soul, like she. So, there's a book called Power of Love by Fran Grace, and we... We have heard the interview was one of my earliest episodes. One of our earliest episodes here is The Power of Love by Fran Grace. And if you go to that, you'll see Fran is a beautiful embodiment of love. Also, a student, a very close student of David Hawking's who lived with him. That's neither here nor there. What is important is that in the book, there's a chapter, it's a book about love. So, short promotion. I promote it because it's such a beautiful book. It's not a promotion, just sharing what I read. Each chapter, it's almost like a language of love. And each chapter contains a different language of love. One from a physicist, one from a monk, one from a Buddhist monk, a Buddhist leader, another from a Buddhist monk. And so she goes out and to interviews all these people. And one of the chapters is of um, Mother Teresa. And that's where I learned this. That... You know, she was actually going through a very, a very, what we could call dark time, experientially, that she had this experience of the presence, the presence of Christ, and then suddenly it disappeared. This is a letter from Mother Teresa to her sisters. Now, I'm not sure if it is, the one that i mentioned but it doesn't really matter because mother teresa is this incredible incredible embodiment of uh, of love and an insanely pure love and to read anything that is of hers to share anything with hers will be very beneficial to all of our spiritual growth and the letting go of the obstacles to love. So here's the context. Dear friends, I have been reading and praying through a wonderful book written by Joseph Langford, the co-founder with Mother Teresa of the Missionaries of Charity Fathers. The book is Mother Teresa's Secret Fire. It is about the meaning of her encounter with Jesus in 1948, as I mentioned, and subsequent visions which inspired her to leave her teaching position and live amongst and serve the poor of calcutta mother teresa heard jesus tell her that these two words which he had spoken on the cross i third i thirst this letter is an explanation of the meaning of those words to her sisters i share it with you that it may be a help in your prayer during this holy tridium tridium Trididium, something. Never heard that word before. So here is the letter from her. So that was Robert. This is her letter, written on the 25th of March 1993. <laughs> My dearest children, sisters, brothers, and fathers. <coughs> This letter, being very personal, I wanted to write in my own hand. By there are so many things to say, even if not in mother's hand, still it comes from mother's heart. Jesus wants me to tell you again, especially in this holy week, how much love he has for each one of you, beyond all you can imagine. I worry some of you still have not really met Jesus one-to-one, you and Jesus alone, we may spend time in chapel, but have you seen with the eyes of your soul, how he looks at you with love, do you really know the living Jesus, not from books, but from being with him in your heart, have you heard the loving words, he speaks to you, ask for the grace, he is longing to give it, Until you can hear Jesus in the silence of your heart, you will not be able to hear him saying, I thirst in the hearts of the poor. Never give up this daily intimate contact with Jesus as the real living person, not just the idea. How can we last even one day without hearing Jesus say, I love you? Impossible. Our soul needs that as much as the body needs to breathe the air. If not, prayer is dead, meditation only thinking. Jesus wants you each to hear him speaking in the silence of your heart. Be careful of all that can block that personal contact with the living Jesus. The devil may try to use the hurts of life, and sometimes our own mistakes, to make you feel. It is impossible that Jesus really loves you. It really is really cleaving to you. This is a danger for all of us. And so sad. Because it is completely opposite of what Jesus is really wanting. Waiting to tell you. Not only that he loves you. But even more, he longs for you. He misses you when you don't come close. He thirsts for you. He loves you always, even when you don't feel worthy, when not accepted by others, even by yourself. Sometimes, he's the one who always accepts you. My children, you don't have to be different for Jesus to love you. Only believe you are precious to him. Bring all your suffering to his feet. Only open your heart to be loved by him as you are. He will do the rest. You all know in your mind that Jesus loves you, but this letter, Mother, wants to touch your heart instead. Jesus wants to stir up our hearts, so not to lose our early love, especially in the future, after Mother leaves you. That is why I ask you to read this letter before the Blessed Sacrament, the same place it was written, so Jesus himself can speak to each one. why is mother saying these things? The time has come for me to speak openly of the gift God gave, September 10th, to explain as fully as I can what means for me the thirst of Jesus. For me, Jesus' thirst is something so intimate. So I have felt shy until now to speak to you of September 10th. I wanted to do as Our Lady. Who kept all these things in her heart? That is why Mother hasn't spoken so much of I thirst, especially outside. For me, it is so clear everything in MC exists only to satiate Jesus. His words on the wall of every MC chapel I don't know what MC means, by the way. They are not from the past only, but alive here and now, spoken to you. Do you believe it? If so, you will hear it. You will feel his presence. Let it become as intimate for each of you, just as for mother. This is the greatest joy you could give me. Mother will try to help you understand, but Jesus must himself be the one to say to you, I thirst. Hear your own name, not just once, every day. If you listen with your heart, you will hear, you will understand. Why does Jesus say, I'm thirst? What does it mean? Something so hard to explain in words. If you remember anything from Mother's letter, remember this, I thirst is something much deeper than Jesus just saying, I love you. Until you know deep inside that Jesus thirsts for you, you can't begin to know. Who he wants to be for you I think that's a typo or who he wants you to be for him. Believe me, my dear children, pay close attention to what mother is saying now. Only the thirst of Jesus, hearing it, feeling it, answering it with all your heart will keep the society alive after Mother leaves you. This is your life. You will be alright even when mother leaves you. Jesus' thirst will never leave you. Jesus thirsting in the poor you will have with you always. Our lady this is the last, last chapter. Our lady last paragraph Our Lady will help all of us in this, since she was the first person to hear Jesus' cry, I thirst with Saint John. And I am sure that Mary, and I am sure Mary Magdalene, because she was there on Calvary. She knows how real, how deep his longing for you, and for the poor. Do we know, do we feel as she? Ask her to teach you, and the whole society of hers. Her role is to bring you face to face, as John and Magdalene, with the love in the heart of Jesus crucified. How do you approach the thirst of Jesus? Only one secret, the closer you come to Jesus, the better you will know his thirst. Repent and believe, Jesus tells us. What are we to repent? Our indifference, our hardness of heart. What are we to believe? Jesus thirsts even now in your heart and in the poor. He knows your weaknesses. He wants only your love wants only the chance to love you he is not bound by time whenever we come close to him we become partners of our lady saint john magdalene hear him hear your own name make my joy and yours complete let us pray god bre- god bless you teresa mc Uh, Okay, so MC must refer to all the Teresa chapels. Well, well, I mean, that was beautiful. (laughs) Definitely not the the way I expected this to go, which is how things usually go for me. And I think for most of us that things go in this unexpected but beautiful, very beautiful way when we open up to it. Now, there's a lot of stuff, you know, there's, we, in our society, I think it's just good to address this, especially now. There's just a lot of resistance to just even hearing the name Jesus Christ. I know this because I was like this as well. Um, I also was very resistant to just even the name of Jesus Christ, or even the mention of God. Very, very resistant. And this isn't something we have to do anything about. Just understand, just mention, just become aware of, and just let that be there as it is. We're not here to change anything, to fix anything, just to understand. That's all. To accept, to welcome. We don't have to do anything other than that. So maybe it'll help you to hear about my story with Jesus, and I'm not here trying to convert anyone. I'm just trying to help make sense of some things and share the understanding that I have read from here right now, you know, is really simple to me. Before there was a church, before there was a religion, there was just Jesus. There was a, a man who lived. And a teacher. And a great teacher. And a teacher of love. And that's really at the core of it, is love. That no matter what. It was always this love, even at the cross, that that symbol, that very famous, well-known symbol, a symbol of great love, and here we see something that I haven't really heard of or haven't really hasn't sunk in until now. Um, is the thirst, a a longing, not just a love, but a longing that. On this cross that Jesus was longing for the love of those who were crucifying him didn't matter who it was didn't matter what they did there was a longing for that love that's something beautiful that I will myself be with for a longer time to contemplate the deeper meaning of that and let that sink in but yes, something very simple, you know, that this, although well, the religion came out of the teaching, came out of the teaching of this being. And that's really all there is to it. And so why is there all this resistance? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of resistance. And I could speak to some of it, you know, to me A lot of this resistance if we look at history we see that religion has been associated with certain things we see what has been done in the name of God we see people trying to push things on us we see lots of things being done under the banner of religion or even Jesus like for example the The Crusades were under the banner of Jesus. And so perhaps that has something to do with our resistance. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. I don't really know. Probably something to do with the collective because it's, I mean, it's quite collective, this resistance to Jesus and God and all the things that have been done under that name. Maybe people are just disillusioned disillusioned with the idea that has been painted of God with, with, the, with all these belief systems maybe or maybe it's something else but I don't know really whatever it is it's, I think it's worth it just to give it the stroke of our attention and try try to understand it but if we look beneath it if, 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 you, if you can, for example, speaking you directly, if you can, for even a moment, if you do find that there's resistance, to just welcome that resistance and look beneath it, um, then that's where something beautiful can, can arise. It's a simple question. What is this? What is these teachings? Okay, I've heard it. What does it mean experientially? And wow, she touched on something so powerful there, you know. Reading things is one thing. But experiencing it for yourself is totally different. Once you experience it, all words go out the window. Nothing encompasses it. All the words were trying to point to it the best that they could. But it can't encompass the experience. No, words can. It's an impossibility. Words are linear. Experience is non-linear. Experience is silent. Words speak there you go <laughs> so wow she had this beautiful encounter with Christ with Jesus and changed her life and she had these other she, and in these, these encounters she learned of what, it, what, what of how deep that love of Jesus was that love of Christ was and something she taught was to see Christ in everyone that this I thirst that within everyone's heart is a longing for love is this longing for love and when that is seen when we really touch that when we see that's all people want just a longing for love it's very difficult to be angry it's very difficult to treat them with anything but respect and compassion and great love and the more we see I suppose in my understanding the more we see the this longing for love the more loving we will be the more we will give it the deeper we'll see that it goes the deeper our love will be the more purified it will be purified love purified love of our hearts to me that's really really the crux of it. It's really the crux of it. And it just so happened that t- that Jesus was the embodiment of this incredible pure pure love. Then he taught it. And then people interpreted it in whatever ways that they did. And over time, over time as you'd expect, as things are interpreted and written within intervals of 50 a couple hundred years apart misinterpretations arise people interpret it in ways that they do based on their own experiences and if they lack that experience of the love that christ was not as a concept but as what he was what he is that love that resides in all of us well then how are they expected to understand what he means? So it's only truly by inviting and asking for the grace, as she said. What is grace? What is this grace? Asking for the grace to reveal to us the love of Christ. What does this mean? Well, it's really touching upon this, this simple point that we can't make ourselves see something we don't. We can't force ourselves to have an experience. Again, if we return to joy, this is not a matter of force, not a matter of making us. We can't. We are limited in this capacity. So all we can do is really open ourselves and ask. Ask for a miracle. To understand. To see this love. To experience this love first hand. So as we truly know what it is and so that we can then give that to the world and I very often constantly ask for a miracle and ask for grace to reveal to me the truth and every time it does every time I see things in a new way in a way aligned with truth in a deeper way sometimes I ask for a miracle What comes up is, I now see that I understand it less. That there are even bigger holes of understanding that I anticipated, that I thought were there. And so the miracle there is awareness. Is a growing awareness of the limitations, of my limitations of understanding. And that itself is a miracle because as we as we really touch and we really grasp the limitations of our understanding. What comes up is a compassion. Sure, at first frustration. And again, joy doesn't attempt to push that frustration away. Which I still do from time to time. Be frustrated about the frustration. Instead, joy invites the frustration to be there as it is. And just welcomes it, to, to be as it is. And through, through that welcoming and allowing, whatever feeling arises, whatever, to just let it be there as a friend. This is, something that I am actively working on and praying for miracles, <laughs> to, to, to grow in this, compassion and love to allow things to be as they are, and let go trying to change them. And understand what is it that is trying to change them where is this coming from which is where we come to understanding the ego but in spite of it not being I wouldn't consider myself mastered it in spite of it not being mastered or anything like that still my life is filled with joy and grace and beauty and all I really do is ask to see things differently and do my best to let things be as they are. And then, when I notice that there's agitation or disturbance, I just ask to see what is the source of that? What am I not seeing? What am I trying to change? What are my hidden motivations? I look for the things that I cannot see currently, and over time, maybe sooner, maybe later. It's revealed. And this compassion grows and this love grows. And it's really as simple as that to me. That joy is not in the direction of pushing away things. You don't have to push things away. It's just understanding. It's just seeing things as they are. Joy is a natural consequence of seeing things as they are. And the tool that you can use for that, which is very effective. Again, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. But a tool that is available to you, which I use to great effectiveness, and therefore you can use to great effectiveness too, is prayer. Prayer. Prayer is my primary thing, relying on grace. Relying on grace, relying on the power of divinity, and relying on Christ. I lean on Christ. I'm not a Christian, but I love Christ and Christ is my Lord, but I am not a Christian. <laughs> um, which might sound strange until you understand that until you understand this, that Christianity is one thing and Christ is another. Speaking from the map of consciousness, Christ would calibrate at 1,000 and the church, at least in this period of time, calibrates at about 450. So there's a massive discrepancy between the level of truth of the church and that of Christ. Not that there's anything wrong with the church, just that it has its limitations, that's all. And is different to Christ himself. And to say that Christ loves us all. I think I may understand now a part of that resistance. Is actually nothing to do with... You see I'm learning with you as I say these things. So it's a really fun thing. And I'm really grateful for these podcasts because I learn as I speak. One of these resistances to... You know when we hear people say Christ loves us. Christ loves you. I heard a friend... Said she was quite open and touched by this. But you know me, no. Not like that. Not at all. I was very resistant of it. I would make fun of those people. Think they're cuckoo and wacky. (laughs) But I see that part of that resistance, a big part, in fact if not most of it, or all of it, is actually the ego's resistance to love. The ego, which is within all of us, unless we've transcended it, in which case, wouldn't be listening to this or have any problems (laughs) um the ego resists love because love is the death of the ego love is the end of it love dissolves it through this warmth of acceptance and power of love (laughs) which is it has funnily enough matches up very beautifully with fran's book I highly recommend power of love yes there's this resistance of love and so it might might benefit you to ask yourself what in me is resisting love that is you presume that if you are not right now in that love of Christ that there is something within us that tremendous incredible wonderful love there's something within us that's resisting it or else it'd be there because we have free will so what is it that is resisting it and trying to understand that not do anything about it just understand it and once it's understood and as we move through the discomfort that arises when we realize something that we didn't know about ourselves when we feel like fools as we move through the discomfort of that because discomfort usually arises agitation frustration is very normal to arise at these things so we discover and learn these new things about ourselves as we challenge what beliefs we have held to be true discomfort naturally arises just know that any discomfort is always arising from the ego the soul that which you truly are the love which you truly are is untouched by any of this it does not get agitated it cannot get agitated for it abides in the love of Christ it abides in the love of God it abides in God it is not touched by any of this it is only the ego that can be agitated therefore if agitation arise good this is a great sign that you are making great progress and tremendous strides and in fact the greater the agitation perhaps it can be interpreted as the greater the stride because that agitation was always there wasn't it if it's being experienced it was bound in a way to be experienced it was there and now through courage through great courage you have let it come up to the light of awareness away from the hidden depths out of the hidden depths into the light of consciousness into the light of awareness and in this place attempted to make friends with this part and understand it as it is and welcome it as it is as best you can praying asking grace to s- reveal to you this thing in the new light in the light greater understanding and this thing can be anything that is challenging for you anything that disturbs you to ask to see it differently in a way that doesn't disturb you in a way that doesn't disturb you in a way that is clear there is nothing wrong with it it just is how it is hearing this is one thing seeing it for yourself is very very different so please know that prayer is always available to you there's really nothing to worry about because if you continue to pray and you pray continuously then all is revealed in sooner or later based on karmic propensities grace and your willingness to see things differently these are all critical factors And prayer can be spoken with words, Lord, may I see this differently, may I come to understand it in the light of truth, may I see it so that it does not disturb me, may I understand this disturbance, all these prayers are really the same thing in essence, they're simply asking to see things in the light of truth, to let go of illusions. And prayers can be non-verbal as well. Just a silent understanding. A silent but powerful willingness to see things differently. Pulls forth the miraculous. It supplicates in grace. And suddenly, we see things differently. Just through being willing to see things differently. We don't even have to verbalize it. Often I don't verbalize it. In fact, probably most of the time, I don't verbalize prayer. And so in this way, our lives can become a prayer. <laughs> which is a cool uh, thing for Hawking's. Perfect time to mention Hawking's teachings, which is to live our lives like a prayer. Devotional on duality, living our lives like a prayer, becoming the prayer. Supplicating and become that which is irresistible to divinity. Supplicating in divine grace, relying on the will of God, not our own will. Relying on the understanding of God, not our own understanding. Letting that understanding seep in. Gently, patiently, being with whatever is there. And welcoming it. My interpretation of it. So, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope that you don't do anything with it. You can do something if you want. If you want to, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can also just sit. Or don't sit. Stand. Walk. Go about your ordinary life normal daily business and just let this sink in, just let it be there and just see what happens nothing more to it than that pretty simple, pretty straightforward it's tough, this is true, experientially it's very tough because we are walking through resistance, we are walking through The ego, we are walking through the only obstacle. All the obstacles to us being that love. Being that joy. We are willingly walking through it. You know, this takes tremendous courage. Because we are going through great difficulties. The greatest difficulties that await us, we are saying, fuck it, I'll go for it. (laughs) and walk through what is necessary to, to let go of the obstacles to love at the end of the day and so we can pray for the serenity of acceptance which is one of my my favorite prayers To is a serenity prayer i pray for, oh lord may i accept the things i cannot change Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Powerful prayer. And of course, I'm going to end this this with the Lord's prayer. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much. just want to also say that prayer isn't something that has a religion. doesn't have this ideology. Okay, sure. And, and a religion... A group can be well-known and well-regarded as understanding prayer very well and utilizing it a lot. But prayer doesn't belong to any sect. Prayer belongs to all the children of God. Anyone can pray. Anyone. And prayer always has a response. Always. A deep sincere prayer that has some truth to it that is coming from a deep place now what I mean by has some truth for it when we pray to understand that is a powerful prayer when we pray to tell things, tell God what to do how things should be well what what do we know of the world what do we know of the totality Who are we to tell God what to do? So that prayer, that's what I mean by truth and power. So, all that is required for prayer, you don't have to go to any church, you don't have to be part of any religion. You can have your religion, whatever your religion is, Islam, Jewish, (laughs) Jewish religion. Judaism, (laughs) Christianity, whatever, no religion, atheism, whatever. It doesn't matter. All that is required for prayer is an openness and a willingness for grace to reveal the truth. Whatever grace is understood to be. At its simplest, it could be said a power higher than one's own intellect, one's own willpower. A power higher than that. And, I'll just add that, just because this higher power isn't understood, doesn't mean that it's not there. That's called humility. (laughs) Just because something is not understood, doesn't mean it's not there. It just means it's not understood. So, if this higher power, if grace is not understood, it's always there. Grace is always there. It's always available to you right now. To anyone right now. But what tends to happen is, when it's not understood... And ignorance prevails. Then it's never opened up to. It's never utilized. It's never opened up to. Simply, we never ask to see things differently. Because it never occurs to us that we can ask. That something can reveal to us. That a revelation can occur. And a revelation is when we suddenly see things differently, isn't it? This experience that comes outside of our own will, power, outside of our own understanding, outside of our own intellectual reasoning, it just comes in and swoops in and totally transforms us. Maybe subtly or maybe not so subtly. And so, prayer is available to all of us. And I will end this with uh, a prayer, with the Lord's Prayer, which is a very beautiful prayer. Prayer that I enjoy in the mornings and at night, before bed and after I wake up, after the morning meditation and the night meditation, I like to say this prayer. It's a very beautiful one, and when I say this prayer, I simply say it deeply, as deeply as I can forgetting words, forgetting concepts, and moving to the heart, to the essence of this prayer, and speaking from the heart, speaking from this love. Yes. And I just also want to add, it's very normal to cry with n- such things. And also it's fine if there, it's normal and fine if there aren't tears, but just in case anyone cries, um, that's part of you know it's a very beautiful thing very touching the deeper you go the more you are touched and it's going to you know very often it's quite unexpected and very very over overwhelming at times and that's i mean isn't that what we're here for (laughs) to be overwhelmed by this love to return home And it's very beautiful and overwhelming to really grasp, really experience the love of Christ firsthand. (laughs) Like Mother Teresa said, to experience just how much Christ loves us is, I don't know, of any. There are very few greater joys than that. If any, if any. than experiencing the love of Christ firsthand. And it is something that we can open ourselves to. We can't make it happen, so there's nothing to try to blame ourselves for, or force ourselves, or guilt ourselves. Or It's not a matter of force. It's simply a matter of opening ourselves to it and allowing whatever will happen to happen. Letting everything be as it is. Again, coming back to that essence of joy, which is letting things be as they are. Instead of trying to control the experience, trying to manipulate, just letting everything be, letting go of manipulation, letting go of control. Happily moving through everything that life offers us. Okay, so the Lord's Prayer is, Lord, oh, our Father, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> the, sorry, the Lord ooh, part is not part of the prayer. Yes, okay, I'll go back to it. how, uh, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is thy kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen it's a very beautiful prayer for those interested the calibration is 750 hope you enjoy this episode thank you for bearing with me uh, i had not uploaded many episodes it just hadn't happened we'll see how it goes in the future hearing feedback does help but sometimes there's just this silent period very often i just feel like silence is what is Required for me to just cultivate. To just let go. To surrender deeply. And so I, I, I ask you to be patient with me. <laughs> if there aren't any episodes. Then that's all. There's just a silent period. And so I've tried the thing where you stick to the one episode a day or whatever. But what resonates with me is to just speak when inspired. And so, for example, oh man, this episode's already too long. Anyway, to speak when inspired. So that's what I'll try for a little bit. And we'll learn together, won't we? Hopefully, this episode hits something within you. I hope it does. And I hope that you get a taste that you live, that you be. This joy this love and you see that it's not about moving around it's about moving through letting go obstacle is the path joy and sadness are not apart sadness is a window into joy if it's allowed and welcomed and understood if anything is taken and understood as it is welcomed as it is That is a window to joy to love it could be anger frustration suffering of any kind grief confusion confusion is a big one for me not understanding anything absolutely anything is a window to joy and love the peace of God the love of Christ if it is open to welcomed and sought to be understood as it is instead of changed from what it is and as something is understood as it is when it is truly understood it just transforms what is truly welcomed as it is it just melts in this acceptance and when it's loved as it is it just melts that much more (laughs) potently it just melts in that love it has nothing to stand on but love and so what else can it be but love okay enjoy your day i think this has been long enough thank you for listening